Ah, sweet land of liberty. Our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring, my friends. One of the countries that we hear a lot about religious freedom concerns and problems is China, home to more than a billion of Earth's population. Our guest today is an expert on the situation in China. Massimo Introvigna is a sociologist in Torino, Italy, managing director of the Center for Studies of New Religion. Dr. Introvigna, welcome to Freedom's Ring. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, very happy to have you. Was happy to attend uh, the seminar last week with you. And you were explaining to me before we started, uh, China actually has three different categories of religion. Why don't we start by explaining what those categories are? Well, China's law about religion changed many times. Uh, the, the new new law came into force on February 1st, 2018, and these words are more restrictive than before. But there are two categories clearly identified and one in the middle. Now, the first category is what they call Sinicized religion. By Sinicized or made Chinese, according to the dictionary, they don't mean that they should be led by Chinese. In fact, uh, many religions have Chinese leaders but are regarded as not Sinicized. In order to be sinicized, that it was explained last year at the Congress of the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, you need to have leaders appointed by the government, and you need to have leaders willing to accept the aim of the CCP. And there are five religions structured in this way. If we deal only with Christianity, there are two. One is the Association of Patriotic Chinese Catholics, whose bishops are appointed by the CCP, not by the Vatican. And uh, the other is the Three Self Protestant Church. That's a unified Protestant church. Doesn't matter whether you are a Baptist or a Methodist or a Lutheran or a Pentecostal. If you want to be in a state approved church, you need to become a member of the three self Protestant church whose pastors are again appointed by the Communist Party. They are not elected, they are not appointed by any other body. So now that's the easy one. If you are a member of one of the five state approved, sinicized religion, you are a good citizen. Then at the other extreme, there is the third category which is called CAGIAO. Now, the official website of the Chinese government in English translates CAGIAO as cults, but the translation is wrong because the list of CAGIAO or banned religions existed since the late 18th century in the Ming dynasty. And the right translation is heterodox teachings 
And you get into the list for theological, but also for political reasons. Christianity as a whole was a Sijiao in the 18th century, but no longer in the 19th century because of the political and military pressure of United Kingdom and United States. Let me interject here. You know, from a Western standpoint, the idea of government controlling the church is, uh, you know, a very unhappy arrangement. But in my lifetime, I think about the role the Catholic Church under Cardinal Sin played in the overthrow of the Marcos regime in the Philippines. And I think to myself, well, the Chinese leadership are very astute, and they understand that an independent church has the potential for being a power block that can oppose or compete with or be a threat to the status quo. So from a purely realistic point of view now, it seems to me that this has been part of the Chinese attitude towards, certainly towards Western religion, but towards religion for a long time, is to make sure that is not a threat to the, the power structure. Right. Is, is that a fair observation? Right, and I believe China has the experience in its history well before communism that some of the political revolutions like the Taiping or the Boxers were both religious and political revolutions at the same time. But let me conclude about the three categories sure. because that's the key for understanding religion in China. There are the good religions, state-approved, sinicized, and the very bad, the Siejiao. Being a member of the Siejiao, like the Falun Gong, or the Church of Almighty God, or Reverend Moon's Unification Church, is a crime. The minimum penalty in jail is three years, the maximum is theoretically seven years, but there are circumstances you can even get 20 years or jail for life or being executed. Now, what's in the middle? Because the majority of believers in China are in the middle. They are not part of the CAGO, but they are not part of the approved churches. They are part, uh, if we limit again ourselves to Christianity, but there are similar processes going on for Buddhism or Taoism or Islam. They are part of the house churches, that's, they may be very big, so they don't really meet in houses. House church means a Protestant church not approved by the government, but tolerated, not CAGO, not classified as a cult or a heterodox teachings. And then there is the Catholic underground church whose bishops are appointed by the Vatican. But for the Catholic, I need to make a very quick postscript. Under the previous Pope, Benedict XVI, a policy of accommodation to the Chinese government started, which makes that in the majority now of dioceses, there are theoretically two churches, uh, the Patriotic Church approved by the government and the Underground Church not approved by the government, but the bishop is one and the same. The Vatican and China meet and under the table decide to appoint the same guy as bishop of both churches. Now, in some dioceses, that is impossible. They cannot agree on the name. But that, according to insiders in the Vatican, will probably lead uh, as early as this year 
to a merger of the underground church and the official church, with the Vatican accepting the bishops appointed by the regime, except that they can veto or pick between two or three candidates. That would be something similar to the accommodation the Catholic Church reached with the communist regime in Vietnam. So it's not new. We have already seen it in Vietnam. It strikes me my medieval history is a little bit dull, although I was a history major, but it strikes me that throughout the history of the Roman Church, there have been various accommodations and, you know, tug of war between monarchs and popes as to who gets to appoint, uh, in some cases, popes themselves. So I guess, you know, it's not unprecedented within the history of the Roman Church. It's not, and they had similar arrangements with Francisco Franco in Spain or the Austrian Empire. It's a very difficult decision. There is a sort of a very heated dispute with particularly bishops and cardinals in Taiwan and Hong Kong being against this accommodation. But there is a sense of urgency because, as I mentioned on February 1st, a new law came into force, and uh, in this new law, it's much more tough to be in the gray area. If you are in the gray area, the police can now come any minute and demolish your church or arrest the devotees. And one of the very bad features of the new law, which is unclear whether it also applies to the official five religions, some say doesn't, is it becomes a crime to bring anybody under 18 to a church for worship or catechism or Sunday school, Uh, meaning the new law says very clear that uh, religion is compared to pornography, it's very dangerous for the mind. So it's something for adults, but minors should have no part of it, except in the homes. So, and this really becomes a step up in the campaign against the the home churches, the three self movement. It sounds to me. Well, the three self movement is the approved church. I have visited. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused. That I have visited the three self movement. I was actually invited by the branch of the Chinese Communist Party twice last year to China to discuss Xie Zhao, we disagreed on almost everything, but at least I and some other Western scholars now have a clearer picture of what are Chinese priorities. And uh, we visited the three self-churches. The pastors look very much like uh, government bureaucrats, but I believe in a way the members, the people in the pews, are not uh, extras in a movie. They really go there to pray and to pray quietly without being arrested. But surely the house churches have more members, and that's the reason of the new law. And surely the clandestine Catholic Church is also very successful, hence the attempt of uh, the government to merge it into the official church 
And a very strange article was published in the People's Daily uh, saying perhaps the Vatican may be, may be uh, the only state in the world uh, they would allow to keep diplomatic relations of some sort with both Taiwan and China because they know the big opposition to this plan, Catholics in Taiwan and Catholics in Taiwan are important to the Vatican. But uh, what we also saw in China is the real dramatic situation, which was more or less admitted uh, by the same Chinese authorities of those who are in the third category, the CAGIAO, because these people uh, are arrested, are tracked down. Uh, people who denounce them get uh, significant monetary reward. And uh, there are a lot of rumors of torture. Of course, the Chinese authorities talking to foreign scholars, they didn't use the word torture and they denied. But they say we have a sort of heavy handed re-education. And in order to get re-educated, uh, we need to resort to some uh, extraordinary means because these people are very tough to be re-educated. So for me, the real concern is the situation of groups like Falun Gong and now particularly the Church of Almighty God, which is uh, a religion believing that Jesus came back the Almighty God and incarnated in a Chinese woman currently living in New York. Now, that may seem uh, uh, a strange belief, but there are similar beliefs in many Chinese new religions. This group has been targeted by an extraordinary campaign of fake news accused of a number of crimes they did not commit, particularly murdering a lady in 2014 in a McDonald's. And I believe in this case it was very useful for us to go to China, get the documents from the Chinese authorities, and they showed that the group responsible for the McDonald's murder was another group, similar name but different group. And this is true for most of the other accusations of the church, which I believe is really targeted because of its anti-communist theology. We're out of time. I hope our listeners were uh, willing and able to struggle with what to me is a very clear and delightful accent, because uh, this has been a very insightful discussion of the situation with religious persecutions and the new law in China. Our guest, Professor Massimo Introvigna from Torino, Italy. Thank you so much for being with us on Freedom's Ring today. Thank you. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. Until next week, let freedom ring.